This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show with your boy, Jonathan. It is Sunday, December 22nd, just after 4 o'clock. And as it is right now, I am in the Super Bowl, the Fantasy uh, Championship in two of my fantasy leagues right now. Anyways, first of all, guys, I just want to say a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everybody. If you'll be listening to this on Monday, just get through that one day of work. And then we've got Christmas Eve and Christmas off. Uh, just the way that the holidays are falling this year, it's kind of weird. You've got that Tuesday, Wednesday, work Thursday, Friday, you work Monday again. And then at least where I work, we have New Year's Eve and New Year's Day off. So it's like Tuesday, Wednesday of each week uh, where we're kind of off work there. But anyways, guys, um, it'd be easy for me to come on here and, and kind of be in a, a bad mood with the way that things have gone with the Magic lately. Um, obviously dropping the last three in a row this week. Um, things are not going the way that, that we want them to. But um, yeah, I just kind of decided to, to come on here just given you know the, the time of year is the holidays want to try to be in a good mood and um, the season is by no means over right like if, if we look at the standings right now magic are still sitting at the uh, at eighth in the east um, a half game over Charlotte a full game over the Bulls and then we are a game and a half up on the Pistons so the magic definitely have to get it in gear right we definitely have to start um, churning out wins and create some space between us and, and some of those other seeds. We're just four games back of the seventh seed as well. Um, sitting, you know, five games under 500 is not where any of us want it to be at this point of the year. Um, but right now, it kind of is what it is. But it would be really easy to come on here, you know, all bah humbug and um, all that stuff. But I'm um, going to try to keep this as upbeat as possible. Uh, once we start talking about some of these games, though, and, and kind of get into what exactly happened this week, that might change. So let's start with Tuesday, right? Um, so the Magic beat the Hornets. What was that last Sunday? Um, and then we head to, to, you know, basically to the far uh, west coast uh, to take on the Jazz on Tuesday, the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday, a, a back-to-back there. And then the Magic finished the week off in Portland. So let's start in Salt Lake City in Utah, right? So Orlando opens up the game shooting the ball 42% from the from the field. Um, just 3 of 17, however, from 3. Without those missed 3-point attempts, the Magic would have been 17 of 30 or good for 56% uh, in that first quarter or in that first half, excuse me, Markel Fultz was good for 10 first-half points on 4 of 8 shooting. Magic trail 47-58, to 58, down 11 at the half. And then the second half was basically the Donovan Mitchell and um, the Bogdanovich show, with a side of DJ Augustine for the Orlando Magic. Utah ends up taking an 18-point lead with 3 minutes and 46 seconds left in the third quarter. Then DJ Augustine just decided to pop off. DJ had 18 of his 22 points for the game. Over the course of about 7 minutes, the Magic went on a 26-8 to run to start the fourth quarter to take a 97-90 to lead with 4 minutes and 44 seconds left in the game on a Vucevic layup. Then it all went downhill. Donovan Mitchell comes driving through the lane untouched for a huge 
dunk. Mitchell scored eight points over the final four minutes and 30 seconds. Bogdanovich added 10 points over the last three minutes and 40 seconds. The Magic just muster up five points in the last four minutes of this game as the Orlando Magic fall 102 to 109. DJ Augustine finishes with 22 points on eight of 10 shooting. Evan Fournier, 19 points. He was 0 of 8 from 3 in this one. Magic shoot uh, 7 for 35 from the three-point line. Utah out-rebounds Orlando 58-41. to Now, if you remember this game, right, with these West Coast games, things get kind of weird for us as Magic fans. You know, we're up much later than we typically are. Um, so it kind of puts you like in a weird space. You're tired. You're trying to stay up. But, you know, watching these guys just getting killed, especially, you know, third, you know, halfway through that third quarter when we're uh, trailing by such a significant margin. It's just like, why am I staying up for these games? Why why am I, you know, staying up late, um, going to work tired the next day to, to watch these games? I, my whole family, you know, everyone here in the house came down with colds on Thursday. So on top of all this, I was sick. So I was literally sick. I was literally tired, and I was sick and tired of the way the Magic have been playing. I said I was going to try to stay positive on this podcast, but I'm already kind of veering away from that. Anyways, if you're on Twitter, if you follow us on Twitter or um, on Instagram or Facebook, I posted like a mid-third quarter rant, um, you know, to, to all the, the, the um, sites uh, as we were seeing Bogdan Bogdanovich kill us, Joe Ingles, um, Donovan Mitchell just blow by Evan Fournier. And, um, yeah, so I just literally got sick and tired of watching this team not – uh, rebound and not defend at a high level. The two things that made this team so good over the you know the last 31 games of last year. We'll talk more about those stats in a moment. But um, these guys, at times, it's so frustrating. You hear Clifford um, repeat it every single night. It seems like that the team doesn't play with enough physicality. They're not rebounding the ball well enough. They're not defending well enough. Um, and it it really just came back to bite us in this game. Um, like I said, Utah out-rebounded Orlando 58-41. to Now, yeah, you know, it, they're a good rebounding team. They have Rudy Gobert. But, I mean, when you're getting out-rebounded by 17, it, ju- it really comes down to two things, fundamentals and effort. Fundamentals. Shot goes up. You're defending a guy. You put your back or your butt on him. You create a good base. You box the guy out. For him to get the rebound, he's either got to be way taller than you or he literally has to go over your back to get the rebound. So it's just inexcusable for the Magic to, to be out-rebounded this way. And at this point, this is really just becoming a trend. Um, my estimate, it's been like a, a month and a half since we've seen the Magic play, you know, really, you know, stellar defense um, consistently. The Magic are so talented defensively that even, you know, most nights, if they're not shooting the ball particularly well, um, they still have a chance in a lot of these games, uh, even if they're not um, on top of their game or, or really um, smothering teams. That's what it felt like, you know, a, a lot of the la- last year, a lot of especially the last few months is at times teams were just absolutely overwhelmed and smothered by the Orlando Magic. That's how it felt when we got to the playoffs um, with Toronto. Toronto's defense just felt like it was smothering the Magic. They just could not get good looks, um, you know, could not get enough quality looks in order to muster up any offense uh, to really challenge them. And that's how it felt with the Magic last year um, and parts of, you know, this season early on is that the Magic, you know, are just so talented defensively when they really want to lock in. Um, they're just absolutely smothering. 
we need to rebuild Fultz is improving by the minute from Harlan uh, XX Harlan XX on Twitch. I don't know about rebuilding. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more in the show um, about what might need to be done. Um, but I don't know essentially rebuild, but I definitely agree that Fultz is improving by the minute. Um, and he's definitely going to be a cornerstone of this team, I hope, for a long time. So let's move on to, to the very next night um, in Denver. Second game of a back-to-back. Another high altitude game, especially you know when you're going up to, to Denver there, um, you know so it's guys struggle with their wind and and conditioning. Um, just historically in Denver, they have arguably the the best home court advantage in the league. Uh, but in this one, the Magic really play well enough in the first quarter to take a five point lead into the second, and then Orlando is all over Denver in the second period, outscoring them twenty eight to eighteen to take a fifteen point lead into halftime. Um, it seemed like the Magic were determined to avenge that loss from the night before um, in Utah. They seem to play with more focus on both ends of the floor than we've seen in quite a while, shooting 46% in the first half, holding Denver to uh, to 45 points in that first half. And then Orlando takes a 19-point lead with 9 minutes 32 seconds to go in the third quarter, and that's when our fun ends. The Magic goes scoreless for a stretch of over 6 minutes as Denver goes on a 24 to nothing run. Denver outscores Orlando 34 to 7 over the last nine minutes, 11 seconds of the third quarter. Orlando would fight back all the way to cut the lead to two with four minutes and 30 seconds in the game, but Jamal Murray would quickly answer with five uh, points. Jokic then hits a prayer of a one-legged three with the shot clock winding down to essentially put the game away. Orlando falls 113 to 104 after holding a 19 point second half lead. Now, I hate to be the kind of guy to, um, you know, kind of harp on the officials or harp on the officiating, but especially in that third quarter, you know, it just seemed like our guys were um, just getting absolutely clobbered at times um, with no calls from the officials. We saw multiple technical fouls in this game. I remember the last time that we played Denver. um, played Denver in Orlando. I remember Jamal Murray being upset about a call and just tearing the ref from one side up and, and down the other, just completely berating the official. There was no technical uh, foul that was called. Our guys simply complain about a call at times, um, and they're they're hit with technical fouls. So um, I hate to hate to make officiating such a big part of the game, but. Um, it just felt like the officiating definitely could be better, but you never have any excuse to blow a 19-point second-half lead. That's just, it, it's just not. There's no excuse for that. Vucevic finishes the points, uh, finishes the game rather with 20.7 rebounds. DJ Augustine finished with 18 points and seven assists. But once again, Magic lose the rebounding battle, 35 to 52 for the second straight game. The Magic were out rebounded by 17 rebounds. That's just that that cannot happen. Um, I kind of wanted to wait until the the end of the podcast here um, to to talk about this, but just from a rebounding perspective. Post-All-Star break last season, Orlando was 6th in rebounding in the entire league. So far, uh, to start this season, the Magic are 19th in rebounding. Now, maybe that was kind of an aberration or an anomaly. You know, the the last, you know, um, 31 games of the season, you know, everybody knows we went on that crazy stretch to make the playoffs. But um, just so far to start the season, the Magic have not... Um, reached that level that they ended the year on, at least not on a consistent basis. And it's, and it's just been 
very, very, very frustrating. So to wrap up the week, um, Magic ended up in Portland on Friday night. And from the opening tip of this one, the Magic looked a lot like a team that was tired, uh, a team that was ready to get the final game of a West Coast road trip over with. Magic shoot 6 of 30 in the first quarter against the Blazers, who shot 11 of 24, which was good for a 31-13 to 13 lead over the Magic. And then if you look at the game, um, the rest of the way, the Magic played the Portland Trailblazers pretty much even, even outscoring the Blazers by three over the final three quarters. Uh, but the shot making of Lillard and CJ McCollum was just way too much to overcome as they combined uh, for 67 points in this one. The Magic are out-rebounded once again as the Blazers enjoy a 54 to 48 advantage on the glass. Are you seeing a trend here? It's just over and over, especially in these losses, um, the Magic struggle to, to out-rebound teams. Uh, Nikola Vucevic ended up ending up with uh, 23 points, 12 rebounds. DJ Augustine had his third straight solid offensive outing with 17 points. And then Orlando Magic finishes this Western road trip 1-3, uh, losing three in a row. So I, I want to take just a couple of minutes here to talk about um, just – I had a rant um, – I believe it was after that game against the Jazz, um, after the Magic fight so hard to come back into that game, only to to lo- end up losing that game. Um, to me, that was that was probably the most heartbreaking loss of the entire season. You know, the Magic come all the way back in that game. We take like a seven point lead, and then I think um, Mitchell has that huge dunk, and then. Um, I forget. I believe it was Evan Fournier that was fouled. He makes the first free throw on that second free throw. I think it was either Ingles or Bogdanovich that clear. You can see he clearly wraps up Jonathan Isaac's arm. Jonathan just tries to jar his arm free while he's trying to get the rebound. Um, the refs kind of only see that shrug by Isaac. He's called for the loose ball foul. Um, you know, which in my opinion, if Isaac gets that rebound, he probably puts the ball right back in, and then you know the Magic have a, a six-point lead at that point. Maybe the momentum doesn't change quite as much as Mitchell just seemed to make every single shot down the stretch in that game. Um, but you look at things like that, it's just it, just such a heartbreaking way to end the game. You see another play where Donovan Mitchell drives the lane, um, slams his chest, I believe it was right, uh, slams his shoulder right into Aaron Gordon's chest, um, which if Aaron Gordon um, you know, had been on the offensive side of that call, that's an offensive foul. That's a charge every single time. Uh, but the Magic just weren't lucky enough to come away with that call. But just such a, a heartbreaking way um, you know, to, to lose that game. So I ranted kind of at the end of that game that this is not what we signed up for, right? When we re-sign Terrence Ross, Nikola Vucevic, we, we sign um, Alfaruk Aminu, we re-sign Michael Carter-Williams, we all know what that means, right? We're running it back, essentially. We're running back a 42-40 and 40 team that ended the year on a 22-9 and nine stretch over the last 31 games, made the playoffs, one game one, in Toronto, city was on fire, right? So we we see the last half of that season. We go, okay, if this team can play anywhere near that level uh, for 82 games, this is a team that realistically could make maybe a fifth or a sixth seed. Some people were saying maybe even a fourth seed um, if this team really played to its full potential. You know, for five six months at a time. And so we're a lot of people were, were hesitant. You know, fair enough. Uh, you know, forty two and forty isn't anything to to go crazy over. But a lot of us were just so excited um, at the potential of that team, seeing them in the second half of the season. So when we say, okay, we're going to run this team back, we want to at least see you come close. 
to the level that you were playing at to end the season last year, right? And so far to start this season, we just have not seen that. This team, it seems like once they have a few games in a row where, you know, obviously we had huge struggles at the beginning of the season to score the basketball. Um, as soon as this team got to the point where they're like, okay, we can score 100 points almost every single night. They, it almost seems like they decided that they don't have to defend at a high level. Uh, the Magic were, you know, first or second in opponent uh, points per game, you know, for the first few weeks of this season. Uh, but now, you know, we, we just have not seen that defensive juggernaut that is just going to stifle you um, and smother you for 48 minutes. We haven't seen that team in a really long time, uh, and especially, you know, with uh, Steve Clifford. His major cornerstones of his uh, basketball philosophy are defend at a high level, you know, get a lot of deflections uh, and rebound the basketball. And this team so far to start the season just has not done that to the level that we all know that they're capable of. Right. So I went on this rant saying that this is not what we signed up for. We, you know, we bought into running this roster back essentially um, so that you guys could start right back where you left off. It was something like 84% of the, of the, um, the, the league had, had turned over the Magic and the the Nuggets were right there as far as the teams with the most continuity from last year to this year, and we really thought that was going to be a big advantage for us. As all of these other teams in the league were going to, you know, struggle to, you know, get their chemistry or or find out, you know, how they're going to play together or, um, you know, what style of play, you know, is going to be most conductive to winning. Um, you know, for a lot of these other teams, we thought the Magic already know what they need to do. They're going to come out. They're going to do that. And we're going to rack up wins, you know, early in the season. Once these other teams catch up, yeah, the Magic might come down to earth. But we thought maybe we could get a cushion um, at the very start of the season really to, you know, help us. Oh, my goodness. The Giants-Redskins game is tied 35-35 to with 10 seconds left in this game. I did not see that coming. I apologize if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a football fan, but I did make it clear at the start of this podcast that I'm in the fantasy Super Bowl. That's a big deal. I got If, if I can win these leagues, I got some, some decent money coming my way. Don't gamble, kids. Man, that's crazy. Where was I? But yeah, you know, the Magic are just not playing up to the level that, that we thought they were going to to start this season. It's really been frustrating. Uh, right now, I just want to kind of compare, um, you know, the, the stats so far for the season to the way we ended the, the season last year. So right now, Orlando is 29th in the league in points per game. We are 19th in rebounding. We are 6th in opponents' points per game. Once again, we're five games under 500. We sit at 12 and 17. We do sit at eighth in the Eastern Conference. So post All-Star break last season, Orlando was 23rd in points per game. We were sixth in rebounding, and we were first in opponent points per game. Ended the season as the seventh seed, 42 and 40. Everything was fine and dandy. So I, I hate to, to keep echoing this, to, to bring this up again and again, um, but the Magic just have not played up to the level that, that we thought we were getting you know, coming into this season. So I have a question. To quote the you know, legendary uh, you know, TV analyst or personality, radio talk show host, whatever you want to call him, have we been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived? We thought we were bringing back this 
you know, great team. You know, there are a lot of critics out there. Why would we run back this this team that barely made the playoffs that could be stuck in mediocrity? Have those of us who were all for bringing this team back, have we been deceived? Were we wrong? Is this a team that got inexplicably hot last year, you know, over the past over the last 2 months? You know, that snuck into the playoffs. Is this team, the team that we saw, you know, go 21 and and 31 over the first 52 games of the season last year or or what 20 and 30, whatever it was. We were 10 games under under 500. Is this is that the team that we really have in front of us? Or is this team the the twenty two and nine team that finished off of the year? At this point, I feel like we're closer to that twenty two and nine team than we are, you know, the the team that we saw uh, basically for the first you know three and a half months of last season. This that team is still in there, um, you know, still struggling offensively at times, but. The two things that this team I feel like can really control is its defensive effort and its rebounding effort night in and night out. And at some point, you know, another thing that we've obviously been struggling with so far to start the season has been injuries. You know, um, Al Farouk Aminu, he's still fighting back and and trying to get back uh, from that torn meniscus. They're opting to just uh, treat and kind of rehab that knee rather than opt for surgery. Um, we just found out that Michael Carter Williams has a, a sprained AC joint. I believe it's in his left shoulder after he took an illegal screen from I think it was Scal um Friday night against Portland. So we don't know how long we're going to be without him. Obviously, uh, we've been without Vucevic, uh, you know, for a, a large portion of the season at this point. Basically, um, almost half or um, almost a third of the season at this point. So. Struggling with injuries, this team just has yet to see, you know, get in a rhythm as far as its lineups go. Um, have to give Steve Clifford a little bit of the benefit of the doubt um, as he seems to be experimenting with a few things. Um, but also, he's just been dealt kind of a, a, a tough hand um, when it comes to injuries, right? Uh, but guys that we really need to be um, more consistent night in, night out are going to be guys like Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac offensively. Terrence Ross offensively um, he has just had you know a couple of rough games recently but um, we just really need these guys night in and night out to to perform to the uh, potential and the the capabilities uh, that we know that they can um, and it feels like this team will really be right back on track if we can just figure a few things out uh, a lot of people are saying it's time to you know blow this team up or rebuild or or tank I'm not a proponent of any of those. I think it's way too early, uh, a little bit kind of ridiculous to say that uh, at this point. Um, But at the same time, I I see where some people are coming from uh, and just kind of the concern that they have at this point. Um, With each week, my concern level creeps up a little bit. uh, But the good thing is that we play in the Eastern Conference, and the Eastern Conference has been so poor um, to start this season that the Magic, if you know the the season were to end today we would still be in the playoffs but it's definitely time to to try to you know create some space between us and some of the other teams in the bottom half of the Eastern Conference 
Uh, so, yeah, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. Do you think we've been deceived? I know there's going to be a lot of people that might listen to this podcast and, and may feel the need to come forward and say, hey, I told you so. We told you so. We tried to tell you that this team uh, wasn't as good um, as they looked the last few months of that season. That you know, we had guys like Terrence Ross and Vooch that had great seasons because they were in contract years. You know, we tried to tell you uh, that they weren't going to be able to keep up that level of play. And and so far, I mean, they look kind of right. You know, there's a, a lot of basketball left to be played. Um, there's we still have another you know four months to go at least of this regular season. So there's a, a long time. Um, it, it's not time to hit the panic button, but to, so far to start the season, uh, those people look right. Are they going to be right um, You know, over the course of this entire season? I don't think so. I still think this team will you know, figure things out and they will maybe they won't you know go on a 22 and 9 stretch over 31 games um but i definitely think this team still has the ability to you know finish this season well over 500 over the over the next 4 months or so so um yeah let me know your guys thoughts on that so the other thing um that is starting to get kind of floated around um is is it time to make a trade you know um just given the amount of struggles that this team has has gone through to start the year, um, the body language of this team at times, um, you know, the the lack of fit is definitely fair. You can definitely make a case for that. But um, a lot of people are asking, is it time to make a trade? And um, I would say before this before this week, uh, my answer to that would have been a defiant no. It's absolutely not time to make a trade. Um, you know, with this team, um, they're going to figure things out. They're going to get things going and. And a large part of me, yeah, probably like 70, 75% of me still says um, it's definitely not time to make a trade. Um, the other 25% of me is saying maybe it is. Maybe it's time to make a trade. Maybe it's, start, maybe it's time to, to start looking at um, you know, what that might look like, what you know, the Magic might have available to them. Um, I don't think we're going to start to see any major movement until the trade deadline, uh, but just given, um, you know, the free agent market that's coming up, you know, this next summer, you know, not really being all that impressive. I do think that the trade deadline will be fairly active, you know, across the league. Um, but as far as the Orlando Magic, I, I don't know. You know, I've just been trying to, you know, believe in this team so much that I, I really haven't even started to look into uh, what might be, um, you know, the, the, the most beneficial trades for the Magic. I, I've seen a lot of people, um, you know, on, on other podcasts like the Magic Above All podcast, Luke Jalil. Um, it's hard. Well, God is, is he seems like he may always be looking for potential trades that I might be mistaken in thinking that maybe not looking for potential trades, but um, at least what some trades could look at. I don't know if I've seen him post um, a few. I know I know I've, the um, the guys at the Orlando Magic podcast um, Andy and Steve, I, I know they just had a show um, talking about um, some of the, 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 the possible trade scenarios. I know Steven from the Close Up Magic, he's talked about some potential trade scenarios. Um, but me personally, I haven't even really started to look into that stuff. So um, if you're looking for you know what might be some of the potential trades out there that may work for the Magic, um, just look anywhere really in, in Orlando Magic Twitter. Everybody seems to start getting the, the trade machine fired up at this time of the year, especially when a team like the Magic are kind of playing um, underneath their expectations so far. But I'm still um, a little bit ways away, uh, probably a decent way away from saying this team absolutely needs to make a trade. Something has to be done. 
Um, but if we have, you know, too many, you know, more weeks like we did this week, um, then my, my, uh, my feeling towards that is definitely going to change a whole lot. Um, XX Harlan XX in the Twitch chat is asking, what about AG for Danilo Gallinari? I'm a big fan of Danilo Gallinari. Um, he's just a guy that has struggled to stay healthy for much of his career. And Aaron Gordon right now is still drawing the number one perimeter assignment as far as uh, defense goes. Uh, in each one of these games, he's guarding most of the time the other team's best player. And I'd be afraid to see, um, you know, because the problem with this team, yeah, we do have a hard time scoring. I think Danilo could definitely help with the scoring without a doubt. But um, my thing would just be I would be, uh, you know, kind of afraid to see what his health is going to look like, um, you know, moving forward um, and just what ki- what kind of impact that would have on this team defensively as well. So um, definitely worse trades to be made out there, but I, I don't know if AG for Gallinari is, is really the trade uh, to make um, at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, with the coming weeks, I'm definitely going to be looking, you know, more and more um, into trade machine stuff just to see, you know, what mo- might be the most viable trades, um, you know, from salary aspects, uh, what is going to, you know, really um, affect the magic in the best way. But obviously realistic trades as far as, you know, what other teams would be willing to accept. So be on the lookout for that. So um, don't really have any any fan questions this week. If you guys um, listen to the show, if you ever want to submit, you know, a question, we'll, we answer it live on the show here uh, feel free to send that to us on twitter instagram facebook any one of those accounts um, or if you're ever listening here on the twitch chat if you haven't watched us on twitch yet if you don't have a twitch account um, go to twitch.tv uh, or twitch.com whatever it is um, make a twitch account and then you can follow us at twitch.tv backslash six man show can follow the show come on here hang out with me um, you know ask questions live get your questions answered live on the show uh, but it's just also it's a cool place um, to hear other people's perspective uh, and just talk Orlando Magic basketball I have a lot of fun doing it as well uh, so as we move you know into the holidays here as we get into uh, the new year don't forget February 1st 2020 it's a Saturday the Magic take on the Miami Heat at the Amway Center uh, we are putting together uh, you know a, like a group outing for the six-man show and Orlando Magic fans uh, that listen to the show and Orlando Magic fans on Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram, all of that great stuff. Um, if you go to the sixmanshow.com backslash beat the heat and click register, uh, you can buy your tickets to that game to sit with us. We're trying to make as much noise as we can to drown out some of the heat fans there. It really should be a great time. Good opportunity to meet you know listeners of the show and um, good opportunity for you guys to just meet other Orlando Magic fans that are on the same social media platforms as you guys. Uh, like we've said time and time again, being on you know Magic Twitter is a great place to, to follow along with other Magic fans, share your perspective, have great conversations. And just if you're, if you're not able to watch the game, it's a great way to follow along uh, with what's happening in the game as well. Um, same with Orlando Magic, you know, the Facebook. Uh, there's a bunch of different Facebook groups, uh, but also the Orlando Magic subreddit as well. Uh, even Instagram, uh, you know, I've seen plenty of, uh, of people. That's kind of how um, they want to, you know, engage other fans is have, um, you know, conversations in the comments. Comments, uh, on posts on Instagram. So if you follow, you know, the Six Man Show account, or you follow the Orlando Magic, or some of the um, other um, Instagram accounts like Orlando Magic Nation or Orlando Magic Wave, 
Uh, there's a few others that I, I know I'm forgetting, so forgive me. Um, but some people, you know, choose to engage with other Magic fans that way. So whatever your preference is as far as your social media account goes, um, there's Magic fans all over the place for you guys to engage with. But definitely come out to that game on February 1st. It's a Saturday. Uh, that's going to be another great way uh, to meet other Orlando Magic fans. So, uh, But that's really all that I have for this week's show, guys. If you guys ever have any questions or just want to hit us up, give us feedback on the show, you can find us at Six Man Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, but once again, everybody have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Um, we'll talk again before the new year. Uh, but just everybody have a wonderful, safe holiday season. Um, enjoy your family. You know, Make sure you carve out some time uh, to spend with them. And just remember, this season is not about getting. It's about giving. It's about spending time with your family. So um, just take some time to kind of reflect on that. Um, and really enjoy your family members, you know, especially, um, you know, myself personally, you know, we've had some uh, family members that we've lost in the last couple of years. So um, it's it just especially around this time, uh, losing your family members. Uh, this is really the time of the year uh, where you you don't want to take your family for granted and just want to enjoy the time that you have with them because, man, this life is, is so, so short. Can't stress that enough to you guys. But uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening to The Six Man Show. This has, your been, this, <laughs> this has been your boy, Jonathan, and I will catch you guys next time. See ya! Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!